0: Hey everyone, it's a beautiful day in the PsyQ community. Welcome to Psyche Podcast. You are here with your podcast hosts, Dr. Zamika Simmons-Jan, Dr. Jackie Canning, and Dr. Heathen Patadia, where we will spill the tea on hot topics in psychiatry. That's right, here on PsyQ Podcast, you will get the 10-minute lowdown on what's steaming in the world of psychiatry and mental health. We ask you to listen to the episodes, rate us and review us. Better yet, share the PsyQ podcast with your friends where we all can sip on the Psyche tea and maybe have a side of lemon. Okay, okay Psyche friends, I hope you have your cup in your hand and you are ready to sip the tea the tea that we are about to spill because I am so excited. We have a special guest with us today who will spill the tea on substance use disorder. This is such a hot topic because there are reports that substance use has increased over the past year, especially during this pandemic. So joining us today is Dr. Arturo Taka, a renowned psychiatrist and addictionologist Actually, he is a triple board certified diplomate. So welcome, Dr. Taka, and thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Amika.
0: Yes, we are actually so ready for you to spill this tea. So can you just give us a sneak peek into what you do as an addictionologist and tell us a little bit about your practice?
1: Well, primarily, I am a psychiatrist And psychiatry is, uh, you know, the scope of practice does include uh, addiction medicine. However, I uh, did uh, further training in addiction medicine and certified in that as well. Um, I run a uh, outpatient um, general psychiatry uh, practice and also a outpatient substance abuse clinic that uh, serves the, uh, you know, the community here in, in St. Louis, Missouri, and um, we offer detoxification services um, for opiates uh, and, and alcohol, and then transitioning, transitioning them to, to aftercare, which includes uh, different types of psychosocial therapies and group activities and things like that.
0: Mm, so you do a lot. You do a lot. Thank you so yeah. much.
2: Now, uh, Dr. Taka, I'm very curious if you can tell us a little bit more about the interplay between psychiatry and substance use disorders, because I think a lot of people think they go hand in hand or they're one in the same. So can you clarify that a little bit for us?
1: Well, absolutely. Um, in, in both situations, uh, mental health, our, our organ of interest is the brain, and uh, substance use disorders also affect that same organ so they they go hand in hand, and one can influence the other if you have a uh, um, uh, like a depression or anxiety that can that can increase your desire to uh, to to use substances and um, uh, it can go the opposite way if you have a chronic use of something that can lead to a depression so uh, many people come to us for treatment of addictions or or um, withdrawal management, but uh, m- many times we discover after that's uh, managed that the, the the main thing is a co- what we call a comorbid uh, psychiatric condition.
2: And just I'm going to leave space there for editing. Um, do you mind if I ask you about the interplay between bipolar disorder and substance use disorders here? As a sub caveat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, bipolar.
2: Let me just ask the question because she's going to edit it out. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, That's really interesting. Could you tell us a little bit more about bipolar specifically in substance use disorders?
1: Absolutely. So, bipolar is something that we specifically uh, pay special attention to in substance use disorders because, as we know, that bipolar disorder is uh, um, the the worst kind of depression. And so you have to be careful because when uh, clients come in uh, being asked to treat a com- uh, comorbid depression, um, you have to really uh, sift out whether this is a, a a major depressive disorder or a bipolar disorder. And statistics show that more people with bipolar disorder have um, struggle more with uh, with addiction. And, 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 and not understanding that could, could actually um, aggravate the, the uh, desire to use substances because if you treat a depressive symptom with an antidepressant and you're really dealing with a bipolar, we know that it, it can uh, destabilize that person and, and really um, uh, cause more, more problems. So we really have to uh, tease out over time whether the person that's coming in for de- depression—I'm uh, sorry for for addiction—is um, is is really exhibiting a a, a depression from, from from bipolar disorder, or is it an in, uh, a, a major depression disorder?
0: You know, I'm so glad that Jackie asked that question and Dr. Taka, it seems like it's, it's really complex. So I really do thank you for giving us a little bit about your practice and also that interplay of substance use disorder and psychiatry. And, and we're enlightened by your accomplishments and service to the mental health community. But I just have to ask, how in the world are you carrying out your whole practice Digitally or virtually, especially when dealing with such a vulnerable
1: population. Well, in the beginning, we had no choice. We had uh, been mandated to uh, uh, keep our patients, you know, safe, and that included uh, uh, not exposing them to to other people and and socially distancing distancing ourselves from each other. So, uh, like everybody else, we weren't we weren't protected, and so we had to. Uh, Come up with uh, creative ways to deliver our services, and um, so we had almost uh, on the fly um, transitioned to digital uh, technologies and platforms. Um, we did a pretty good job in 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 reducing the anxiety with uh, with this change because a lot of the things that we do in, in addiction medicine is very social. If you can imagine, we do groups, we do a lot of, uh, one-to-one therapy. Uh, you, you get to see the, you know, the, the psychiatrists and have, have, uh, long, long sessions of, of, of uh, uh, you know, history taking things like that. So we were really worried that the social aspect of what we were doing would compromise, um, the, the, the treatment, but, uh, Looking back, more than a year, I, I think people are responding to it. Thanks, Dr. Taka. That's, that's a really uh, interesting transition that you had during a very difficult time. So when we think about uh, this vulnerable population, um, you know, generally in mental illness, you know, in kind of a that subset of substance use disorder. Can you talk a little bit about how healthcare providers should be using preferred terminology with this population to not maybe engage them in a negative way, but to, to, to provoke them and to, to provide a, a stable base for that population? Absolutely. I, I think um, our, our field and uh, all of mental health have to be mindful about the stigma. Um, you know, people with depression or bipolar or schizophrenia. Um, it, it, it conjures up a lot of uh, emotion. Uh, a lot of people are uh, still uh, kind of stuck where and addiction is no different. Um, we historically use terms uh, like addiction or addict, and that conjures up a, a, a lot of feelings and 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 really we sh- we should get away from calling somebody that's struggling with a chronic uh, medical condition, uh, an addict, and, and get away from those pejorative terms. Um, we also sometimes, you know, use uh, some of our lab works uh, in addiction, like uh, urine drug screens, and sometimes we can't help but say, "Oh, somebody dropped dirty." Now, dirty is not a a good word to to uh, to describe the, the progress of, of our patients. We certainly wouldn't uh, call somebody who's uh, a1C is uh, out of range, uh, a dirty uh, result. So we, we have to change um, the way we think about addiction and uh, take away the emotion and, and treat it like any other medical condition that's chronic and relapsing. And currently right now we have no cure. But the good news is we've got good um, therapies that can prevent an early death from this uh, medical condition.
0: You know, thank you for that tea, Dr. Taka, and I think you topped it off with a little bit of honey and lemon, because I I mean, just listening to you, it sounds like even the terminology and the phrases we use, especially in this vulnerable population, can either edify or hinder an individual's recovery journal, uh, their recovery journey. So, I'm I'm appreciative of that knowledge.
1: Absolutely, and that 's one of the uh, barriers sometimes is uh, the embarrassment or the shame and the guilt that people have to you know go through or experience when they are seeking out help and so um, again, comparing it to somebody who's struggling with a chronic disease like asthma is there any shame or guilt or um, diabetes there 's no shame and guilt uh, in addiction it 's a little different and uh, I'm hoping that things will will change. Um, you know, the stigma associated with, with addiction and treatments to addiction. And I'm hoping they'll improve over time.
2: Absolutely. I I really hope it does too. And I really hope that people start to employ the the recovery-oriented language as well to try to support individuals with substance use and to help dispel some of that stigma. Now, we really appreciate you coming on today and updating us on this information and sharing some really unique perspectives, and I hope that the PsyQ podcast community really loved it, too, and I would like to showcase that you're going to be doing two different on-demand interviews on PsyQ.org. The first has to do with the use of technology. Um, and substance use disorders, and then the other has to do with the epidemic and the pandemic. So I highly encourage our listeners to head over there through the link in the show notes that will be posted as soon as those interviews are posted. Any closing thoughts for us, Dr. Taka?
1: Well, first of all, um, I'm really looking forward to to doing those those, uh, podcasts. Um, I think we've learned many things, not only in, in my space of addiction medicine, but in all of uh, healthcare, how we're delivering uh, services to people who are uh, in, in need and uh, utilizing these, um, these wonderful new technologies. Um, it's not perfect. I think we are learning and I think uh, there's not a day that goes by that there is a glitch. And, uh, but I think everybody's been patient. And I think that's one of the things that we have to, 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 to do is remain patient. Uh, during this this uh, pandemic, and uh, hopefully we will see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: This has been so exciting. I really appreciate it. I don't know about you all, but this this has really, really got me over here wanting some, some spice in my tea. So, thank you, Dr. Taka, and I'm like Jackie. I look forward to those on-demand interviews.
1: Thank you.
2: So, there you have it. You've heard it for yourself right here on the PsyQ Podcast. But you don't have to stop here. Definitely check out our show notes for the links to more resources on today's discussion on PsyQ.org. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more hot topics right here on our podcast, please rate and review us. And also please subscribe so you can always get the new episode whenever it drops. Check out our other social media platforms as well, like Twitter and YouTube. So until next time, thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great day.